Before we get to episode 161, I have a brief message for you. If you'd like to start the year off by making a charitable donation, may I suggest the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org and make a donation. You can make any amount, $1.79, $8.22, whatever you want. Any amount you give would be greatly appreciated. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org. Thank you so much for your help. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 161 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I have to apologize. I didn't say that part last week. I was all tied up with the New Year's greetings and things like that. And I forgot to say that. And just so you know, I appreciate it every time you listen to an episode of the I Can't See You podcast. So thank you for that. And I do appreciate you. And I do have a few things to talk about today. And like last week, it'll be a bunch of little things, although one of the things may drag on a little bit. But let's get into it and we'll go from there. But before we really get into it, I just as I hit record and I'm listening to the intro, I just wanted to explain myself because one person thought that I might be putting down blind people, and I'm not putting down blind people by saying blind people for dummies. If you're old enough, and I I don't know that they still make these books because I don't know who uses books anymore to learn computer programs. They either just go to YouTube or look something up on the internet. Blind People for Dummies was something that Liz actually came up with a few years ago before I went to PodFest. I was getting cards made up, and I wanted to have something that, you know, basically said what the podcast is about. And I know if you're older, older folks would get it, meaning older, you know, 40s, 50s, and on. So back in the day when you wanted to learn Microsoft Word, Microsoft Windows, whatever, you went to the bookstore, Borders or Barnes and Noble, or maybe you had another one, Jeans Books in the King of Prussia Mall. (laughs) Boy, I'm really going back there. Uh, You went to the store and you bought whatever you wanted to learn, PHP for dummies or JavaScript for dummies, whatever. And it was a step-by-step guide on how to work with that program. And they ended up branching out into some other things but they never had one for blind people because you know most sighted folks don't really understand how to help or what to do around a blind person and, and when Liz mentioned that to me you know I sent her some ideas via email cuz that's how we communicate cuz we you know when she's at school you know she's up and out the door before I'm up but I'm awake much longer. You know, she goes to sleep early and I'm, I'm awake late and so forth. So I, I sent her these choices. I said, what do you think of these? I said, so I need something shorter. And she came up with it, Blind People for Dummies, like the books. And I thought, yeah, that's great. And then I thought, well, I hope nobody is offended by it. And for the most part, people laugh when they see that. But I did, like I said, have one person that said, oh, that's, that's kind of mean. And it's not meant to be mean. And, and again, I'm not calling blind people dummies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that Simpsons episode where how to cook 40 humans. <laughs> it's how to cook for humans. If you remember that uh, Treehouse of Horrors, I think it was, uh, from, again, back in the day. Not new. <laughs> so, um, so let me know if you think uh, I should change that moniker. 
Uh, I I kind of like it. You know, I'm doing some SEO work on on iCan'tSeeYou.com, and and they suggested that I take that off and put something else like blind support and things like that. And which I have because I want to boost SEO because I want more don domain authority and I want to try and you know. Uh, you know, get some more visitors to the website because then I get more clicks on links, whether it's affiliate or ads. And, you know, then I can make a little money uh, and kind of pay for all this stuff that I do. Uh, so enough about that. And, I, you know, maybe in an upcoming episode, I'll talk more about the SEO that, that I'm having done and backlinks and whatnot. Um, but it is working and the domain authority is going up. So that part is cool. So I want to start off, and I know I, I'm pretty sure I said last week that I wouldn't have any more fantasy football updates, but I thought, how could I not announce the winner, right? So, again, the it was Pug Posse against Astoria Knights. Pug finished in second place throughout the year. Um, he might have had the most points, actually. I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Against Astoria Knights, uh, so Frank is Pug Posse. Astoria Knights is Brian. Uh, Brian finished, I think, fifth. And they met in the finals. Brian has been in the finals every year, but it's only the second time he's won. It's He wins when Nick is not against him in the finals. Every other year when he played Nick, he lost. But Brian played me a few years ago in the finals. I lost. He won. And then he Brian was the winner this year. So congratulations to Brian, uh, the uh, all-blind fantasy league champion for the 2021 season. I guess 2022, 21-22 season now that the football season drags on well into the beginning of January, middle of January with the extra week added. So, uh, and it's sad. I'm so sad that the season is over. It was such a magical season, even though my team got hurt and you know, gave me all sorts of angst throughout the year with the COVID issues and the injury issues, but nothing will take away the beginning of the season where we got to all meet up, uh, or at least nine out of the 12 of us got to meet up in New York, and they did that video. If you want to see that video again, I can't see you.com slash football. You can go check it out. And um, it, it was it was just awesome. It was just awesome. And, and Brian put that together just just amazing stuff and it was so much fun and you know it's it's nice to get to know these guys because before you know you're just kind of going back and forth on the message boards and trash talking there and um just so much fun uh and i will drop in <laughs> since we're talking about fantasy um we're also doing fantasy hockey i won this past week i don't know how but i did i'm back in first place all by myself congratulations to me for this week i am playing the ice pugs which of course is frank and um, it's going to be touch and go. It's uh, projections have it very, very close. And again, with COVID, you know, one day you've got a good team. And then, you know, today I, I logged in and I see my best guy, Connor McDavid. He's out. COVID. So we'll see what happens. Steven Stamkos, out. So hopefully, hopefully things come around. Um, and I can hold on because if I <laughs> if I lose this week, I'll end up in fourth place because, again, like in football, I don't have the most points, but I have the best record right now. So uh, good luck to Frank this week and, and my condolences to Frank. He lost he lost a, a dog uh, over the weekend. Um, and uh, it's very sad, you know, when you lose uh, a pet. And I know some people um, it's it, it's like losing a member of your family. So uh, condolences to you, Frank. And, um, and hopefully, uh, things are 
things are going okay over there with you and uh, out on Long Island. And again, you have to tell me how you're a Washington Capitals fan. I, f I forget about that. I know you like the Caps, but being close to the Islanders' home. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> so, and while we're talking about Brian, I, I can mention this. I know I've, I've talked a while back. Needing to learn voiceover on the Mac. It's very different on the Mac as opposed to on an iPhone or an iPad because, of course, on a phone or iPad, you just touch, you drag your finger around, you find what you need. You know, of course, on an on a Mac, you, you know, my, I'm touching my screen now, nothing's happening. Um, I, at least I, not that I could see. Um, and I don't hear anything, so I'm assuming nothing's happening, and I hope I didn't just break my computer. Um, so it's very different. You know, there's what's called voiceover, you know, just to hit enter. You don't just hit enter. It's, it's control, option, spacebar. You know, instead of one button, why why <laughs> why choose one button when you can choose three? Um, it, it almost in in some instances it's almost kind of like playing Twister. You know, you gotta you know, and again, my fingers are terrible, and we'll we'll get into that bit in a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of have to you know you have to hit the control option and this the shift bar the shift keys, while on the other hand hitting you know right arrow and down arrow at the same time. So. Um, Brian has been teaching me, and um, I have to tell you, the first uh, the first day that he taught me, I already knew more then after trying all these other different ways, watching YouTube and having somebody else try, and um, it, it was just it, it was just great to to do it. And so I've been practicing, um, and I turn it off and on because there's some things I just don't know. You know, I you know I've only done it. You know, we were only doing it for about an hour, hour and a half, and you know. So I know enough to get to some things, and then I don't know. And I thought, you know what? Well, I don't know, but I still have a little bit of sight, and I know where I want to be in a, on a page or in a document. So sometimes I figure, yeah, just grab the mouse and click in there and see what happens. And then, of course, you know, it read it to me. And the beauty about having voiceover read it as opposed to my normal way of doing things, I usually use text-to-speech. And my text-to-speech, there's no way to increase the speed. So it's just like having a normal conversation, which I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I've got something going on, but you know, I, I, you know, it's like Homer Simpson and when he's watching that brainwashing video, you know, he just kind of makes up his own, <laughs> makes up his own uh, movie in his head because he's just, you know, he's just not concentrating on it. Same thing goes when listening to, you know, something at normal speed. I notice when I listen to a podcast at normal speed, I kind of tone it out. Or tune it out, I guess. Not tone. You, not O. Um, so, uh, and I don't listen too fast, you know, to podcasts. I think one and a half times. Um, depending. You know, it, it does depend. Because I do listen to a couple where, where there's a, it's a couple of uh, foreigners. One guy is French and one guy is Scottish. And I tried faster, but it, it just, it was hard. Um, uh, and that's called Authority Hackers Podcast, by the way. Uh, it's very good. I really love that. Um, so, you know, so whether it's YouTube or a podcast, I like to listen at a faster speed. So with when you use voiceover on the Mac, you get that same speed. And I don't I don't know what I'm what it's set at. I haven't looked to see, but it's at a good speed. It's better than, you know, the text to speech. So I'm really excited for it because I felt more confident after that hour to hour and a half with Brian than I ever have, you know, in my life. And I definitely need to learn it because 
you know, I can tell that, you know, as days go on, it's, it's just difficult to, and there's, there's one issue. I don't know if you just heard that. My, my computer just told me what time it is. It tells me the time on the quarter hour. Um, I can't find the function key so that I can adjust or mute my computer. I can adjust the volume, you know, cause I had to click something to use voiceover. Um, and, uh, by doing that, I, I lost the ability to just hit the F keys to turn the volume up and down or to mute it. So I can't find the, I can't find the function key. So sorry about that. If you heard what time it was and I, I want to say it was, uh, yeah, sixteen forty-five. So yeah, so four forty-five as I record this, and that's and I, I am late recording today because they are doing work on our street, and it was so unbelievably loud. They're digging this trench in our street, and um, you know, I figured, you know, I'm just going to wait. They're going to be done at three or three thirty, so I'd wait, and I waited, and you know, here we are, quarter to five. I'm recording. <laughs> I did some other things before I recorded and people were texting and, and stuff like that. So, so here I am recording. And, and again, thanks to Brian, I tell you, boy, he's really, I owe him a lot between the, the fantasy football and then the voiceover. So I'll have to find something that I could do for him. And, uh, I am helping him, you know, hopefully with his website, uh, for that real blind tech show. And if you haven't listened, uh, the last episode um, if you just look it up, that real blind tech show, we had a Scottish guy on named um, Stephen Scott. First of all, this guy had the greatest voice ever. I mean, he just sounded great. It was deep, and it was it was just awesome. I, I'd listen to him read the dog food in in the store uh, if he if it were accessible, because <laughs> he's blind, so he wasn't going to read it. But it was just um, some of the things that he was saying, and it and it was kind of funny. Some of the things that Stephen was saying was you know, it kind of resonated with me because he was talking about, while he still has a little bit of vision, he got to the point where, you know, he was making the font size on his computer like 72 points so he could read it. And he figured, you know, if the neighbor across the street could read it, it, it was time that he learned to do either voiceover or JAWS or whatever, whatever system he was on. And I, I don't remember which one he was on, but it was a great interview and he's a funny guy. And of course with Brian and Ed, they just add to the hilarity. So, um, again, that the name of that podcast is that real blind tech show. Um, if you're not blind, I don't know that you'll, you'll like it, but again, this guy's voice is great. Um, and he does a lot. He has podcasts and he's worked in radio. Obviously, if you heard him, you would, you would get it. <laughs> you would understand why he worked in radio. Uh, so, you know, hopefully I'll be able to, to help Brian out with his website because he's always talking about, um, products, you know, Hey, I got this new keyboard. Hey, I use this or I use that. And I said to him, I said, you know, if you had even just the Amazon associates, um, you had an account there where, you know, when you talked about an item, you could talk about it. You just plug that link in on the show notes page. And, you know, what if you made a couple of sales? It's not going to be huge because those keyboards are, I don't know, 50 to 100 bucks in that ballpark. So you're not going to make a lot of money, but you make something. And again, it would pay for the podcast hosting. It would pay for uh, whatever. And, um, so hopefully, uh, I'll be able to help him with that this year. He does have some domains, so that's good. You know, we just have to get that going. So I'm hoping to help him with that. But I, again, I, you know, between, <laughs> between the football and the voiceover, I mean, he, it's, it, he's just, as, as he said, when, uh, I was on, when they did the, f uh, football recap, uh, episode, uh, 
and I was on, he says, it's nice to meet your heroes. I mean, he, re <laughs> he really is a hero. So, um, you know, just, uh, just outstanding. And, uh, and thank you again, Brian, for all that. And, um, I can't wait till next season now, even, I mean, I know we're doing hockey now, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's different. It's just different. Not everybody in the football is in the hockey and, and I get it. Cause not everybody knows hockey. I mean, I don't know hockey like I used to either. So, so last week, um, moving on last week, I had talked about medical marijuana and, um, because of some issues with a prescription that I have for a psoriatic arthritis drug, I was kind of at my wit's end. I am still at my wit's end. In fact, I guess I'm a little further along, <laughs> if you can be any further along. So I thought, you know, I can't get this, my psoriatic arthritis medicine. Um, they said it was going to be shipping out on the 5th of January. Well, today's the 6th. I haven't gotten notification. I've called several times to see what the story is, and there's still a runaround with, we're waiting on your doctor to do this. We're waiting on the insurance company to do that. And it, it just doesn't seem like it's happening. And, it's, and it is just killing me. It is absolutely killing me that I can't get this med. Um, my body has been killing me since um, around the 20th or 21st of December. Now, in all fairness, it's not all due to not having that med called Otesla. Some of it is, you know, seasonal because it's cold. It's gotten colder. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story about the, the weather in a sec. Um, you know, so even if I were on the medication, I'd still have more pain than normal because it's colder out. And, you know, I'm outside with Ziggy. He loves the outside, as I've talked about. He will lay down in the grass and just flop around out there while I'm freezing my butt off. And um, so I had to do something. And the only thing other than take more Tylenol or Advil, um, which I don't think I can because at the moment I take extra strength Tylenol, which is good for six hours. I take an arthritis strength Tylenol, which is good for eight hours. And then I take right before bed, I take Advil and, and I do it. I take the Advil before bed because I've always found that that helps the next morning when I wake up. Otherwise I use the Tylenol for during the day and I've been experimenting. And again, you know, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV like my friend Ken, but you know, I have to try and see what works. And so, you know, so the Tylenol gives me 14 hours of coverage. So typically I will around 11, in the 11 o'clock hour, I will take one of the Tylenols. Now I've been experimenting back and forth. One day I took the arthritis strength Tylenol at, in the 11 o'clock hour. And then eight hours later, I took the extra strength Tylenol, just the regular extra strength Tylenol, not the arthritis kind. So, and then that took me to two o'clock or so in the morning or so. And, and again, I, I stay up late, so I was still up. And then, you know, sometime between 2.30 and four o'clock when I went to bed, I would take the Advil. And that's why I don't take the Tylenol any earlier than the 11 o'clock hour because, you know, I, I want to have six hours between the Advil and the whatever Tylenol I take. So if I take Tylenol at four, that means I could take it at 10, I guess. But then that would leave more of a gap. And usually when I wake up, once I have the shower, the shower is good for me for, for an hour or two. You know, not excruciating pain, but takes, take, as, as one of my rheumatologists once said, takes the edge off. 
Um, so I had to do something and I thought, you know, let me try the medical marijuana. It was easy to get an appointment to talk to a doctor. The doctor was not from Pennsylvania. She had a Southern accent. Um, and I talked to her and, and actually it was, it was nice to, to speak with her because, you know, she also had psoriatic or has psoriatic arthritis and gets where I'm coming from. She and her sister both have it. And her sister has written a cookbook about it. And again, food does play a huge role. And I, I've seen this, I've, I've, I've lived this because, you know, if I were to go and have, uh, let's say pasta, let's say we go to Maggiano's where I don't usually get a lot of pasta, but Liz gets one of those as one diet magazine once said, a hubcap full of pasta. She doesn't eat it all. And I thought, you know, I'm going to eat some, so I eat some of it. And what I usually get doesn't have a lot of pasta when I get from there, and I forget what it's called, but it basically has some orzo, and it's got some sort of fish. I don't remember what fish it was. Um, I want to say salmon, but not 100%. It's been so long because of COVID. So I can tell that when I eat a lot of pasta, the next day it's just going to be brutal. I'm just going to hurt. And I can tell if I eat a lot of candy, um, not usually chocolate, but other candy. Um, jelly beans, which are my favorite. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited that Easter is coming because Easter is my favorite can candy holiday. I mean, there's just so many good things at Easter time and uh, looking forward. I love these Starburst uh, jelly beans and they're, I think they're called Starburst jumbo jelly beans or something like that. They're big. They, they have like 20 or 22 calories of jelly bean. They're, they're huge. They're significant. And uh, I wish, I wish Jelly Belly would come out with, um, you know, bigger ones, you know, it's just the small ones. I just said, you have to eat so many of them and I can't tell what colors they are. I like to match the colors. I mean, it's a whole lot of problems. <laughs> so, so I can tell that when I eat a can, and so I try not to eat too much candy. Like if I eat, I had three jelly beans today and now they weren't the starburst ones because I'm out. And of course you can only get them at Easter time. And hopefully they haven't been discontinued because that is the story of my life with uh, foods that I like. So there's some other brand um, that we've had. And uh, they we didn't even buy these last Easter. These are from like two Easter's ago. So uh, as my dad used to say on the signs, factory fresh, because they just came in from the factory. Who knows how long they've been sitting in the factory, though. So I won't eat too many of those. And, um, you know, because I know tomorrow it'll just it'll be brutal. So so it's not all my pain is not always from the lack of meds, and it does fluctuate, again, depending on the weather, not just cold and hot, you know, stormy, um, you know, like, and, and last week was brutal with, you know, I think it was cloudy and rainy most days, um, or in the instance earlier this week, we had some snow, we're expecting snow on Friday, tomorrow, uh, you know, so that also plays a part, but I, you know, it was just brutal, I mean, like, at the end of the day, and I'm not saying that as a metaphor. I mean, literally at the end of the day. Well, and, and again, it's probably not the end of my day because it's after dinner. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. After dinner in the, uh, you know, prime time hours, I, I am just in agony. You know, my knees are killing me. My hands are killing me, wrists, feet. And when it's bad, you know, I, I, as I said last week, I can't, I can't turn a doorknob. I can't turn a doorknob because I can't grip it. You know, the, uh, the outside of my hand from my wrist to the first knuckle in my thumb, you know, I, it just, it just is in, it's, it's horrible. The pain is horrible. So, um, you know, to open a Ziploc bag and not the Ziploc with the zipper part, cause that I can actually do the kind that you pull apart. Um, hard for me to do. 
you know, because my fingers hurt so much. And so I had to try something. So I, I got the medical marijuana. I got the card. I got approved for the card, you know, last Thursday, I guess it was. So a week ago. Um, I didn't get the card. They said it would take uh, two to three weeks to get the card in the mail. I actually got it already, which is hilarious um, between the holiday and everything else. Um, but Jacob has a medical marijuana card. So he got me, you know, we looked up what I needed to take. And that's the other thing, you know, basically you're, you know, you're playing a, you're playing doctor on yourself. Um, found what they had at this dispensary. Um, and so I got it. It was 10 pills for $30. I took one on Saturday, New Year's Day. And I absolutely hated it. I felt horrible. You know, I had trouble walking. My balance was off. Um, I felt a little nauseous. And worst of all, I still hurt. It didn't help with that. So, you know, if it, if it helped with the pain, you know, I would endure that other stuff. But it didn't even help with that. So, you know, and Liz said to me, why don't you ask the person behind the counter? I, I thought the person behind the counter is a stoner that has the uh, okay now to, to sell to other people. That's the only thing. And, you know, Jacob had asked, and the girl said, yeah, try one, and if that doesn't, if that's not enough, take another one. I can't imagine if I took two. I just can't even imagine how that would be. Um, so, <laughs> so I am still waiting, you know, just like with the, you know, with the lack of vision. I'm still waiting for a miracle, you know, and, and that's, I, I don't want to get caught up like I have with, devices and things to help me quote unquote see stuff you know um you know you get pitched when you go to uh you see a device oh you know it'll help you do this 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 and this and you think hey it's this miracle thing i i tried these these glasses out once from a company who i love the people were just great uh, the company's called e-sight e-s-i-g-h-t and they're based in uh they're based in ontario canada uh, not sure if it's Toronto or not, so I'm not going to say Toronto. But these people were awesome. Saw so them at an NFB convention. I knew about them from before that because um, they had um, someone traveling around where you can go and try them out. And I thought, man, these are great. And it's this device that you put on your face. They kind of look like VR goggles. Um, and when I used them in this office that they had rented in Philadelphia in Center City, I thought, man, these are great. I'd love to try these at home. And at the time, I don't think they had a, if they had an in-home trial, it was very expensive. It was like you had to pay $500 and it was not um, refundable. Though, if you did buy the goggles, the glasses, you could you know, use that $500 towards it. Well, when I saw them at the NFB convention in Las Vegas um, back in 2019, they had lowered that to $100 for a one-week trial, in-home trial. I thought, oh, this is great. And, of course, the week that I got them, all the baseball teams in the area were out of town, meaning the Phillies and the Wilmington Blue Rocks minor league team, the Trenton Thunder. Uh, there was a team that was at home. I, I want to say, say it was the Reading Phillies or the um, – I don't even think the Iron Pigs were um, – I don't think they were that close. So uh, wherever it was, it wasn't, it wasn't close. And I, I want to say it was the Reading Phillies. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to make Liz drive all the way there and I'm going to walk around with these 
things on my face. And, you know, it was before the, the, the VR glasses were, were really a thing. And, um, and so I didn't, but I did go to the movies with them and they didn't work. I couldn't see what was on the screen because it, the, the movie was, you know, it was basically like if you took a camcorder into the, <laughs> into the movies, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't light enough. Um, so, and again, the stuff isn't cheap. I want to say the price on those was about $6,000, $6,500. So again, not worth the reward that you were going to get. It was just frustrating. And that's, there's a lot of things that over the years that I've tried that I wish I didn't buy. You know, you have buyer's remorse. And, and, and sometimes buyer's remorse is just because you spend too much money on something. This is because it just isn't what it, you know, you're, you're, I, listen, when I bought those glasses, I thought, Hey, I'm going to wear these glasses and Liz and I are going to go to a field. We're going to throw a baseball around and you know, whatever. And of, you know, of course that's not going to happen, you know? And, and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to not do the same thing with the psoriatic arthritis to find, to try anything and everything. I was watching TV earlier and, um, uh, there was a commercial for Salon Pass, which we've looked for in the stores. And, you know, every drugstore we've been in looking for the <laughs> for the COVID tests, um, we also have looked there and they haven't had it. So I don't know if more people are in pain or if there's a supply chain thing going on with that. But I thought that. But I was watching TV earlier and I also saw a commercial. And now I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Relief Factor. I thought, hmm, 20 bucks for three weeks. Should I try it? And then I and then I started thinking about this very thing. Do am I going to just be chasing things just to feel better? And that's you know sometimes that's what goes on. And I d I don't want to do that. You know I just don't want to do that. So we'll see. And I'll, of course I'll let you know. But I'm unless somebody can point me in another direction. I think I'm done with the medical marijuana. Who knows though? Maybe if I get desperate, maybe I'll go back to it. I I just I just didn't like the way I felt and. You know, I guess if I do more research into it, maybe I could find something else. But I, I just, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And um, <laughs> I just, I just can't envision using it again. Blind people for dummies tip of the week. And this is actually for blind people, not for sighted folks. Although if you know someone who is blind and you're listening, this could be very helpful. I, I spoke to someone this week who is... Uh, a new member of the Keystone chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. His name is Mark. And we were talking for a while. He wanted to pay his membership dues. Harriet had helped him out. Harriet is the president of the Keystone chapter. And Harriet had helped him out. He wanted to, you know, join kind of to thank her and to support her because of what she had done to help him. And before I had found the NFB, um, I remember asking my eye doctors, and none of them knew, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're legally blind, you're going blind, you're one day, you know, one day I'm not going to see. You know, I, I, I know that, you know, hopefully it won't be, you know, any day soon. But I can tell, I, I know now, like, you know, as I mentioned earlier, each day, you know, today I, <laughs> today I stepped on Ziggy, I didn't see he was there. He snuck up and, you know, I didn't hear the, the click clack of his um, nails on the wood floor. And, uh. You know, and I, I, I don't know if I stepped on his tail or, you know, just nudged him or whatever. I mean, he didn't yelp or anything, and he rarely does. But one thing that you need to do if you are blind or visually impaired and you have no idea what's happening in your life, 
you got to find an organization. And I'm not saying it's got to be the NFB. I mean, that's the one I picked, and I'm very happy about it. But you have to pick some place where you can go and be with other folks who are in the same boat and know what you're going through and, you know, have an idea. Like when you say, well, I did this, but it didn't work. Somebody else has done that exact same thing. And, you know, now maybe has a solution. Hey, why don't you try this? Or here's how I do it. And sometimes, you know, that might work and sometimes it might not. Um, you know, again, everybody has a different way of doing things. Uh, and I always laugh at that because Liz and I sometimes arrive to the same answer different ways, uh, whether it's a math question or whatever. And it's, it always makes me laugh, but it just proves that there's more than one way to get to the right answer or to get to the best answer. And if you are blind or visually impaired and you don't know what to do, go on the computer, get somebody to go on your computer and find something. National Federation of the Blind, American Foundation for the Blind, and there's there's a bunch of others that have the word blind <laughs> that have the word blind in it that you can find. And or just find a support group locally. Uh, I know my friend Lisa, who I co-host White Canes Connect with, um, she's in a group that uh, meets, um, I think at Shei Institute, and I'll have to ask her about that. But they get together, and, you know, I'm all, there's a Philly meetup for the blind, which is more of a social thing. But again, it's a whole bunch of people who can't see and who are in the same boat. They might be at different stages. Maybe they've been born with it and you're not. And, it, and it's funny how different people are who are born blind than who have lost their sight somewhere along the way. And, you know, and then there's people like me who has been visually impaired his whole life, but <laughs> still is not ready to not see. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just interesting how people are, you know, if you have, if you're sighted and you lose your vision, you know, somewhere along the way, um, you know, I know a few folks have talked about this. You know, there is a there is a time of depression and you don't know what to do. Hey, my life is over. It's not over. And you can listen to uh, a recent episode we did of White Canes Connect. Uh, I think it's episode 16, uh, where we talked to someone named Christine Palmer who had gone to her first um National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania State Convention, and she couldn't believe it. It was so moving for her. And to hear her tell the story about it, it was just, you know, it was just like, hey, look at all these other people are here, can't see either. But yet here we are. We all made our way. Not, You know, only a handful of the people in the room of the 80 to 100 people in the room were from Harrisburg. Everybody else traveled. Somehow they got there. Sometimes they used help with, you know, a family member or a friend. Sometimes they just went on their own on the train or wherever, car, bus, whatever. Find an organization. Um, you don't have to be active in it. You just listen and talk to the people. And again, it doesn't have to be, it could be, you know, look, look on Meetup and see if there's a blind group in your area um, that meets. So, you know, maybe you start off and you just, they just do coffee or whatever. Um, I know Philly Meetup for the Blind is great because we usually do stuff. We go places, again, not during COVID, but uh, a lot of fun. And um, so if you're in the Philadelphia area and you haven't tried that, um, there's a WhatsApp group um, for that, or uh, for that, for the group. Um, 
you know, again, search Philly Meetup for the Blind. Uh, the person who started it is Trish Monder. Now, she is not blind. Um, she does have a blind daughter, and, and that is what got her going. And, and Trish has done a lot of things. And you might have heard me speak about Trish because when we've done training, I've helped her uh, do training for different museums and things like that. So, um, you know, if you need contact information for Trish, you want to join that group, just reach out uh, to me. Uh, 646-926-6350 or I can't see you podcast at gmail.com and, and I'll put you in touch with her and get you on the WhatsApp group. I actually, <laughs> I actually have shut off notifications for that because they were coming in all hours of the day and night. And again, I am usually up most of those hours, but you know, sometimes I'm in the middle of doing something and it distracted me. Just like when I had started to hit record on this, um, I started getting texts, and even though my phone was in airplane mode, my computer was still dinging, and it threw me off. Um, so, uh, but you you do have to find some place. And, and just to follow up, just to follow up one a little bit more with Mark, um, we were talking for a while, and and you know I was mentioning to him I had sent him an email about the fantasy football. Maybe I talked to him about it when we were on the phone. But he said to me, I said, we be we be coming to the meeting on Saturday. And uh, the Keystone chapter meets the second Saturday of, of every month. And this is our Saturday coming up. And our meeting is at the Penn Museum, which, I, again, I absolutely love. I know I've mentioned it a million times. If you're ever in Philadelphia, go to the Penn Museum and check it out. A lot of cool stuff there. Uh, if you're into uh, anthropology and archaeology, uh, old, old stuff. I mean, 5,000 years old um, Egyptian stuff and Chinese stuff and just very cool, very cool stuff. And um, uh, all sorts of artifacts and uh, very, just just great. Um, so make your way over there if you can. Uh, very easy to get to if you're in Philadelphia or the, the local area. There's a train station literally around the corner uh, from it. And uh, it's the Penn Medicine Station. Um, easy to get to. Uh, I think admissions is nine bucks. Uh, but again, worth it. And you could spend a lot of time in there. A very cool building too. So uh, give it a shot and take a look around. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's a big building. So, you know, even during COVID, you know, I feel pretty safe there. Which brings me to <laughs> the next thing to mention. Well, let me finish the thought on Mark. So I asked him if he was going. And he said, oh, no, I, I, I'm not going to go to that. And I said, oh, okay. You know, he said, are you going? I said, yeah. He said, oh, you're very brave. And I said, well, I don't know if I'm brave or I'm stupid. I guess we'll find out, you know, 10 days after the meeting whether I have COVID or not. And again, I'm vaxxed and boosted. Um, but that doesn't seem to really matter anymore because it seems like even if you're vaxxed and boosted, um, you still get it. So uh, hopefully it's not enough to kill you, but still seems like you get it. Um, you know, and uh, he says, you're brave. And, and I said, I'm brave. I said, he, he had told me earlier in the conversation that he was a, 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 in the army, in the infantry. And I said, I'm brave. I said, people were shooting at you. And it made me laugh because my mom was terrified of flying. And of course, my dad flew in World War II as a tail gunner uh, on B-17s and B-24s. And he said, why would you be afraid to get on this plane? Nobody's shooting at us. And, you know, for the most part, that's true. But anymore, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And my mom, uh, my dad always made fun of my mom for, you know, having that that fear when, you know, you get on, you you know, again, you could always have a mechanical problem, of course, but you get on, nobody's shooting. And, and to follow up with my dad, my dad actually was shot down <laughs> and spent 13 months in a POW camp uh, in um, 
northern uh, northern Europe, Germany, Poland, places like that. So uh, so he always thought it was funny that my mom had this fear when nobody was shooting at the plane. And, and just like I laughed at Mark the other day when he told me I was the one that was brave when he was in the, <laughs> he was in the service in the infantry. And, um, and I mentioned, you know, about some other things with the NFB. And I, I told him the convention this year, you know, if everything goes okay, is in New Orleans. And he said, oh, it might as well be on the moon. I, I couldn't make it there. I said, oh, I think you could. Um, but, you know, first he has to get training. And that's, that's been a problem because of COVID, because, you know, y you can do a lot of things online. You can learn a lot of things, but to have an instructor with you to teach you mobility and mobility for blind folks is, you know, using the white cane, how to sweep, how to tap. Um, and I, I do kind of a mixed way. Um, you know, and again, you you do what works. Um, you know, I use the pencil grip a lot more than I use the other, you know, actually sweeping because, it's less painful for my hand. Um, and it also makes it, uh, you know, um, a little easier on my hand and wrist because I just kind of, you know, I kind of use my finger to, to move the cane back and forth. Uh, so it was nice to talk to Mark and I, I'm looking forward to meeting him one day in real life, uh, at one of our meetings. And, um, you know, and <laughs> I guess I'll report back on, uh, next, next week on how the, uh, in-person uh, Keystone chapter meeting went this week. And we are, like I said, we are expecting snow for tomorrow. Hopefully it doesn't really mess things up on Saturday because as I mentioned in other episodes, when you're walking with a white cane, the change of sound is really makes a difference. You know, even when there's rain, um, you know, cars sound different. It's harder for me to tell how closer, how much closer they are or how much, you know, than, than when it's not wet out. Um, you know, your, your feet make a different sound when you're walking, the cane makes a different sound when you're tapping or dragging it, which, you know, when I am sweeping with a full, you know, holding on, uh, with my hand, um, I do drag it because it just, I, to lift it up and down, it, it just hurts too much. So I usually just drag it back and forth, you know, with snow, it's even that much worse because snow, you know, muffles a lot of sounds. And if there's snow, you know, if it's not a clear path and, you know, I'm constantly hitting the snow, that just makes things hurt. So, so I'm going to the meeting on Saturday, unless, unless Harriet says we're not going to have it in person, but, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, again, hopefully, you know, obviously as my dad used to say, uh, be careful, but don't be afraid. And that's what I plan to do. Um, you know, I'm going to take some, uh, some Lysol wipes with me and, uh, you know, wipe down my cane 18 times because I'm sure I'll touch a lot of things that I don't want to touch and wipe my hands down and wipe the, <laughs> wipe the cane down and, and whatever else I, you know, have on my, on my person, uh, that needs to be wiped down. Um, but looking forward to the meeting. Um, I've actually only been out of the house once this year. It is the sixth as I'm recording this, um, went to the Walden school to, uh, do something with Liz because we were then going to Target uh, to pick up a couple of things. And that's the only time I've been out since the beginning of the year, other than taking the trash out to the curb and the recycling. So yeah, you can see what kind of life I, you can see. <laughs> you can see why I might want to get out. So I am, I am looking forward to that. I am not going to lunch though. That is uh, talking with my friend Lisa earlier, um, you know, taking the mask off to eat in public. Um, not going to happen. Um, so I'll let you know, like I said, next week, if you hear me coughing a little bit, you know, 
maybe I shouldn't have gone. But it is something that, you know, it's the first uh, meeting of the, the year is uh, elections. And um, I'm going to be hopefully, or maybe not hopefully, <laughs> re reconfirmed or reelected as treasurer. Not something I love, but, you know, I do love the stuff that I do other stuff that I do for the organization. If that's what I've got to do, that's what I got to do. So, um, so again, <laughs> and while we're talking about the Keystone chapter, you could always support the Keystone chapter, go to supportkeystonechapter.org. You can punch in any amount you like. It's very cool because you can put in, as I said at the, in the intro, $1.79, $8.22, $20.22, $20.22, whatever you want. Um, you know, we do lose some money on the transaction. I think it's a 30 or 50 cent transaction fee and there's a percentage that also comes off. But again, anything you give is greatly appreciated and it goes for some good things. Like I mentioned last week when I talked about St. Lucie's. Um, I will touch briefly on one thing um, before I move on and that is the Hulu show Only Murders in the Building. I uh, had watched that uh, with Liz and Jane. And I mentioned that episode seven was horrible for me because it was dealing with uh, a character who was, de uh, was deaf. And it was brutal because some, some scenes had no sound. And of course, since I couldn't see, I had no idea what was going on. Liz and Jane are reading the subtitles to me and trying to tell me what's going on, but I, I just hated it. Episodes eight, nine, and 10 were all great like the rest of the episodes other than episode seven. So if you haven't watched that, and I, I again, I haven't checked to see if it is described. Uh, I meant to do that for this episode and I completely forgot about it as usually is the case if I don't put a reminder on my phone. So uh, only murders in the building, Steve Martin, Martin Short, uh, Selena Gomez, uh, Tina Fey has a couple of appearances in it. Uh, very funny. Good show. <laughs> give it a, give it a look. It was, uh, I was, I was sorry that we finished it and hope, uh, the next season doesn't take too long to come out. Still waiting on Jack Ryan to come back after 18 months or two years, whatever it is, since that's been on, uh, that's on Amazon. If you're interested, if you want to go back and watch that, but that, that was a, a show that, that is a show that is right up my alley. And I absolutely love that with, uh, John Krasinski as Jack Ryan. So um, I think that is all I have for you this week, which is crazy because I didn't think I'd have that much for you, to be honest. <laughs> so I do appreciate you listening to episode 161 of the I Can't See You podcast. Remember, you can always reach out 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes. Please leave your name and your town and... Uh, let me know your question, your comment, your show idea, anything you've got on your mind. Please always rate and review uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate and review. And if, you know, you can give me one star, that's fine. But I'd really appreciate it if you said, here's one star because blank. Uh, I'm ugly. I sound terrible. Whatever. Just please let me know why. <laughs> I just want to know why. I want to I make it better. Uh, you can also reach out to me via email. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And as always, show notes over at I can't see you.com for this episode. They will be at I can't see you.com slash 161. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U 
facebook.com slash 161 is where you can find it. Again, I really do appreciate you listening. And I don't say that enough, maybe. Maybe I say it too much. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. I hope you're staying safe and you're staying away from Omicron, Omicron, or as Liz calls it, Omicron. <laughs> I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. Happy New Year, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.